0: connecting life and faith. This is Connections.
1: Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Today we're joined by Jennifer Phillips. She's the author of a book called Bringing Lucy Home. She's also the adoptive parent of a little girl named Lucy.
2: Today's guest knows a thing or two about navigating difficult circumstances. She's an American that was living in Australia that decided to adopt a baby from China. She's going to share some of her story today with us.
1: And not only will she share her own personal journey, she's also going to give some advice to adoptive parents and also to those who may be thinking about adopting. That's all today on Connections.
2: Today's guest says connecting with others is her favorite thing to do, whether it's sharing her own story on her blog or through writing her book or sitting right next to you on her couch. Tell us a little bit
1: more about yourself. Who is Jennifer Phillips? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Who is Jennifer? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, let's see. So um, my husband and I have we have four kids. Um, the oldest is 17 and a senior in high school and our youngest is seven and in second grade. And so we're dealing with college applications and sight words. So it's in the never the time. Um we have been, our family has been in ministry for the last 20 years, um, working primarily with college students um, through an organization called Campus Outreach. And we spent seven years in Brisbane, Australia, uh, working for the Australian branch of Campus Outreach called Uni Impact. And so we were there from 2011 till through the end of 2017 so we've been back in the u.s um for the last couple of years and we adopted our youngest lucy from china while we were living in australia
2: how did um, you uh, decide to adopt uh was that something you'd always wanted to do or
0: yeah so it was something that um that my husband and I had always talked about. And when I um, first graduated from college, I worked at a Christian crisis pregnancy center. And so kind of got to see adoption from the birth mother's side, and I think really developed a heart for adoption through that. And uh, and also I spent a summer in China, so had um, just a burden for China and the situation in China with what was then the one child policy and babies that, um, are abandoned because of it, particularly baby girls. And so it was something that we said we would love to do this. Um, but then we, you know, had one child and then two and then three. And then we, uh, we knew we were, we made the decision to move to Australia. And, um, in Australia, adoption is really, really difficult. Regulations are really strict. Adoption is actually quite rare. And so when we knew we were moving, you know, I kind of thought, well, that's that's it. This isn't going to happen. Um, but we found out while we were over the, 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 there that there was a way for us to do it through the American system, and we kind of had a short window to do it. So once we found that out, it was like, okay yeah, we gotta, we gotta do this. This is what we, we know the Lord's been calling us to do and he's provided a way to do it. So let's do it.
1: And tell us a little bit about that adoption and your little girl that came out of that.
0: Yes. So, um, so we, uh, adopted Lucy when she was 15 months old. Um, and it's interesting. It was kind of a, a surprise to us because we kind of when we decided that we were going to adopt, we were thinking, um, we adopt an older child and, um, a lot of times people aren't as willing to do that. And, um, but we were really a shock to think, Oh gosh, we're, we're going back to baby days. Um, but just God confirmed that she, she was our daughter and, so it actually ended up being a pretty complicated situation um, that led to the first book that I wrote. So, you know, we were, we were Americans living in Australia, adopting from China, <laughs> which uh, is as complicated as it sounds. <laughs> um, but we, there were tons of, uh, you know, expats that had gone before us and, and done this. There was a way to do it that, uh, that you know, was pretty pretty clear cut. So our whole family went to China to meet her. And there was about a two-week process over there to complete the adoption. And our biological kids were six, eight, and ten at the time. And then Lucy and I had to fly to America and upon landing she would get her automatic US citizenship. The next day we went to the passport office to get her expedited passport and she and I were going to head back to Australia to join the rest of the family. Well, um, her passport application got denied and then her U S citizenship got denied. Wow. So she and I ended up essentially stuck in America, ended up being two and a half months away from the rest of the family while we scrambled and, um, Tried to figure out what to do, and politicians got involved, and um, it, it was a crazy situation. In the, but,
2: in the um, middle of that, what was your faith like then?
0: Oh, man, yes. So that, that's essentially the, the topic of the first book that I wrote, Bringing Lucy Home. Just about um, the kind of the roller coaster ride I was on with my faith because. It was like, you know, God, you called us to do this. You know, you re- you confirmed that this is what we're supposed to do, and this is what this is what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you we get blindsided this way, and you know, not only was it, you know, you have the the normal just stress of, you know, here's this um, this child. That she, you know, I'm a stranger to her she's scared, she had special needs, um, she didn't want to have anything to do with me. So there's that that normal stuff that can go along with just the difficulty of those first few months of with adopting, but then to have the stress of, I don't know how we're gonna reunite with the rest of our family. Like, I don't know how long this process is gonna take. You know, does this mean we got to come off the mission field and come home? Like, what is this? We, we just didn't know. Um but it was really interesting the lord gave me a beautiful kind of gospel analogy because like i said she um she did not want to have anything to do with me so she would lean as far away from me as she could every time i held her and um and I, it really gave me a picture of that's kind of what i was doing with god you know it was like I do not want you. I do not want this plan. Uh, You know, you say this is for my good, but I don't believe you. Um, And that's kind of what, what she was doing with me. You know, she, she couldn't believe or understand that I was for her. And so she was pushing away. And slowly through those months as she began to trust me and kind of lean in, I was doing the same thing with God. It encouraged me to lean in towards him and trust, even when I didn't understand.
2: It's cool how our kids teach us about God sometimes. Hey,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's right.
2: What was it like? um, I don't know what the right term is, but maybe blending your family. How was it for your children? Once you were all reunited and, and becoming one family, was it just like bringing any other baby home from the hospital or was it different?
0: It was very different. It was very different for sure. And our kids, uh, they're awesome, and they um, they were so excited. Especially, we have two boys and then a girl. So they were bringing, a, you know, another girl into the family. So our our third child, Sarah Kate, she was so excited to get a sister. And um, and we, you know, we prepped them as best we could that this is going to be a challenge. You know, this is going to be really hard. Um, and so I feel like they you know they knew that but it was really difficult um because lucy required so much of us and particularly me you know because i was i was the one at home um there were she had sensory um challenges to overcome so like noise and chaos they were those were really scary things to her and so you know in the afternoons when i would normally be helping with homework or listening to uh, a child practice the violin or the piano or what, or, you know, um, helping be a referee with sibling squabbles. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times I would have to be outside with her. We had a swing and that was kind of the only thing that would calm her down at the time. And so they, um, they really had to learn to share and, lay down a lot of things that they had been used to, um, for, for a season. So it it was definitely a challenge, um, because she had so much to overcome and understandably so, but it required, it definitely required a lot of sacrifice for everybody.
1: And I guess with adoption, when you adopt, you don't know what you're getting into until you actually do it, um, for people out Mm -hmm. there who are going down that road right now. Um, what's the biggest surprise when it comes to adoption that, at least in your journey that you discovered? Hmm. The
0: biggest surprise. Um, you know, maybe... Um, I think this is something you know I know that we learned in our training and things but just living it out is different so um just knowing that even even if you're able to adopt a child when they're young you know like Lucy was still a baby that there's trauma there that um you know that that she's physically experienced and that she can't name because it's not like she remembers, but it's there. And, you know, there'll be some things that are probably lifelong struggles. Um, And she, you know, she is amazing and has overcome so much and is doing so well. But there there are things still, you know, we're, gosh, seven years, she's been home seven years. And, um, and even now, you know, there are things that will come up that are trauma related um, or she, you know, she needs extra assurance that my biological kids don't need just because of, um, of how her story began. And so maybe, maybe that was surprising the sense of maybe I thought, Oh, okay, this will be a couple years and we'll give her what she needs. And then she'll know she's loved and, you know, we won't have these struggles, but it really is something that could express itself for a lifetime in different ways.
2: It's a good reminder, whether it's children or family and friends.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm.
1: Did this yeah. spark the, the want to, to put together the 30 Days of Hope for uh, adoptive parents?
0: Well, so um, this book came about from, um, so I told you, I, I wrote the first book, Bringing Lucy Home, and that was really kind of, uh it started as i was blogging you know during our adoption and then when all the crisis happened i was blogging more and wanting people to pray and surprisingly it it kind of blew up and went viral and um and then people were like you've got to put this into a book you know this is this is really pretty incredible uh what god did in this whole story so i did and um then my publisher New Hope publishers they they actually read it. And they had been looking for someone to write um, an, an, an adoption devotional. And so they approached me and said, Hey, you know, what would you think about doing this? And I was so excited to do it because, um, you know, I was kind of on my own in different ways. You know, there were other adoptive parents that were reaching out to me because like I said, our story kind of kind of blew up. And I love to encourage other adoptive parents and just help them feel seen and understood, um, in what they're going through. And so to be able to do that on a bigger scale with a bigger audience was really, really exciting to me and, and to be able to do it in a very honest, not shiny, this is all great all the time, you know, kind of way, but just to be honest, because I really wanted other adoptive families to read it and say, oh my goodness, there's somebody else that understands.
2: Yeah, I think that really helps people when, no matter, you know, whether we're adoptive parents or just normal everyday people trying our best to follow Jesus, to see people being authentic and transparent that they struggle too, right? It really, I don't know, it like takes a weight off our shoulders almost like, oh, everybody has the same problems I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I don't have to, I don't have to pretend yeah. like this isn't hard. And I think especially with adoption it's like you know like when someone um has a baby everybody expects and knows that that's hard you know for a new mom um there are challenges with that she's exhausted it's you know there's expectations like you know that's a challenging time but I think for some reason when we adopt it's like we think okay everybody knows this is what I chose so I'm not I'm not allowed to say this is hard or if I say this is hard, maybe this would discourage other people from adopting and I don't want that, or you know this is supposed to be a beautiful thing, and I need to protect God's reputation in this, so I'm not allowed to say that it's hard, but I you know in reality it's it is a broken beautiful you know it's the beauty of it uh there's just as much brokenness as there is beauty, and it's that's what makes the whole picture um and so. That was my prayer that as other families read our story and even, you know, just the, the things that I talk about in the book and things that I address that maybe sometimes can seem not not on the table. You're not allowed to talk about those things, That that would free them up to be able to embrace the whole picture of it and be and be honest, um, because I think that that's really the only way to to move forward, really in authenticity
1: what's the best advice that you have for adoptive parents? Hmm.
0: Um, I would say, um, to be patient and, um, to know that, you know, I think sometimes I think not just with adoption, but in all things, you know, we kind of, can have this picture of how something should go and in order to be a success it's got to go this way and at this time and an adoption as with most things it doesn't go according to plan usually um but to trust that that God is working even when you can't see it um and that He's working in these brave little hearts (laughs) who have been through so much and it's more about what he's doing in them than whether or not we're doing it right or at the right time. Um, And that. That it's worth it. Even if, you know, um, things aren't going exactly how we want it to go in the time that we want it to go that way.
2: Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, tell us quickly, how can we find your books or keep up with uh, what you're up to these days?
0: So I have a blog um, or a website that's Jennifer dot uh And, and my books are on there. So the, the book that was originally, you know, it was originally 30 days of hope for adoptive parents. So it's just been re-released as hope when it's hard. Um, so that's where, uh, so people can find the book under that title, Hope When It's Hard. And, and the books are, so I've got Bringing With You Home, Hope When It's Hard. Um, another book I co-authored called Unhitching from the Crazy Train, Finding Rest in a World You Can't Control. <laughs> yeah, <I like laughs> and that. all yeah. those, all those books are on Amazon or wherever books are sold. But yeah, but they can follow me at JenniferPhillipsBlog.com. Thanks
2: for joining us again on Connections. Don't forget the episodes repeat every evening on your local radio station from 10 p.m. to midnight. And you can find us online wherever you get your favorite podcasts.